I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. From the Race Across America studios in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. Very special guest today talking about the 2018 Race Across America. We have Team C to C's Jack Chen. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks, George. I'm glad to be uh, glad to be here. Well, what a race you all had! Uh, four tandems. Um, it sounded like you all had not really gotten together that much. So, how did you eventually build trust with your captain? That's a great question. And just to give uh, folks the context for it, uh, the Stoker and the pilot ride together and need to ride, uh, for lack of a better term, in tandem and work very closely together. And many of us live in all parts of the country, from Houston to North Carolina to New Jersey, New York, Colorado. uh, And being spread out, we did have a couple of opportunities. We did two training camps. One was in Grand Junction, Colorado, and one was in Phoenix, Arizona. And during those training camps, we did have an opportunity to ride together, some of us uh, together, for 24-hour simulations. But I think you're right on the whole we did not have a ton of opportunities to ride together. And so like much of what Ram really is, it's an opportunity to get better as you go along the country. And I felt like that was especially true for me being what I would call of the team, the novice rider. I felt stronger and stronger as I started to go across the country and my pilot and I started to work much better together through Kansas and Missouri and Indiana. We, we really clicked. Uh, it was, it was you know, a little bit of fighting against each other uh, in the beginning. So, for example, if she was pedaling harder, I might not be pedaling as hard. Or if I was pedaling really hard and she wasn't, you know, it's kind of wasted energy. But along the, along the route, we kind of just melded together and we, we, we um, came together. And that's just what Ram's really about. I love tandem racing. I have so many questions for you. One of them being that on a relay team, normally it would be that you're as strong as your strongest rider. Yet on a tandem, when you're with someone, you're really as strong as the weakest person on the the tandem. So if somebody's having uh, stomach issues or extreme fatigue or maybe you're off on your sleep schedules, how did you all work through those issues? Really, George, is totally as a team. This was a team effort from start to finish. Team effort on the on the part of the racers. Team effort on part of the crew. 
And I felt that on day one or two, I was struggling. And, you know, the, the thoughts were coming to my mind. I don't deserve to be here. I didn't train hard enough. Uh, I was having some cramps and some muscle fatigue. And on that first night, uh, you know, we, we were riding up a, an incline and um, the pilot, my pilot said, hey, it feels like our, our tires are just melted to the pavement and we had a flat. And it just took all the energy out of me. And what happened was the rest of the riders came around me and they lifted me up, uh, literally. Sometimes when well, some of the riders would take a, um, a shift for me or, or a pull for me or two, uh, and we would do the same for, for others. And so it really comes down to team effort. This is no one person's race, and maybe more so you can sense it on a tandem uh, than on another team, but all team effort. We, we pitched in for each other. We lifted each other up. We got each other through the hard times uh, from beginning to end, and, and that's one of the awesome things about this race is that you build friendships and you build relationships through this that are going to last for a lifetime. So completely a team effort. So with that in mind, did you ever switch? So uh, maybe there was a better climbing duo. Did you ever switch out uh, stokers with captains so that the two climbers were together? How did that work? Did you always stay as a team uh, with the captain that you started with? You must be reading our mind because that's exactly what we wind up doing. Um, I do really well on flats, uh, and the uh, it, it, as part of our two bike team, we have uh, a woman who's the a stoker who climbed Pikes Peak. You know, so she's an incredible, incredible uh, um, uh, hill rider, uh, as is the, my pilot. But I'm not as strong a hill rider, and so some portions we did switch off. And it really paid off. It really paid off uh, because we got ourselves through the, the most difficult parts without uh, a lot of fatigue, a lot, without stressing any particular rider out too much. Uh, and you're absolutely right. So swapping in and out was part of our strategy. Another big thing for me would be communication with your partner because, um, again, you're, you're visually impaired on the back. And... How did that work when you're going into a descent where you could hit 60, 65, 70 miles an hour on a tandem? Communication is so important. Uh, it, it, but it's at some point when you get to ride with your pilot and, and stoker, they get riding well enough together, there's a lot of things they don't need to say. So, for example, when I started riding with Carolyn the first time, we had to get adjusted because many other stokers that she's ridden with in the past want her to say bump or turn or all that kind of stuff. And for me, I wanted her to focus on safety. And so I said, look, you don't need to tell me all those things, but there are many other things that go into riding. So for example, if you're on a particularly steep climb, knowing that you have 150 yards left versus 650 yards left is hugely valuable and important because you don't know how much effort to put out uh and without that kind of information it's 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 the only thing i could say is like riding in the dark having no idea what's coming up ahead so for things like the sense and and a sense that's critically important as well as to say you know when we're stopping uh generally when we're slowing down i can tell by the tension pedals what the pilot was trying to do but when we were stopping for an exchange she needed to tell me three two one stop 
clip outright and step down and things like that. So we were not accidentally putting a foot down while we were still moving, which could be catastrophic for for a bike. So there are certain things that we learned to do, but we figured out along the way what we needed to say. And it actually wasn't as much as you might think because Pilot and Stoker ride so often together during this race that you just feel it out and you, you get a, you get a feel for it. I love that you came together that well because, I mean, I've been with Stokers where you just have that click right away and you don't need to talk. But in Ram where, I, I, how long were your pulls actually? So maybe you didn't need to be uh, encouraging each other all that much. <laughs> <laughs> We did approximately between 15-minute to 30-minute pulls. Some of them were up to 45 minutes, but nothing was over that amount of time. So we were fairly fresh each time we were out there. Fatigue did set in, of course, You know, when you're doing uh, a shift with a particularly large amount of hills or steep climbing. But uh, the, the vast majority was fairly short pulls. Question I really like to hear the answer to is what were your feelings when you hit Pratt, Kansas midway and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I've been riding for three days. I've got another three or four to go. Uh, any overwhelming sense of, ah, what am I doing out here? Or did you always feel like you were racing and staying in it? For me, the, 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 the uh, witching hour came really early. So for, I was saying, you know, on the first or second day, the first night, that's when I really felt I, I have no business being out here on this on the road here with the rest of these amazing athletes and this amazing crew. But from then on, I decided that this race would be one pull at a time. And I focused on it one pull at a time. I said, I just got to get to this one pull, then I get to rest. I get to this one pull, then I get to rest. And I did such a good job of that, that by the time it was our last shift out there on the road, I realized, oh my goodness, our race is almost over. And I had no idea. I was not even focusing on the the midway point or two-thirds or, I mean, I, I, I knew that we had crossed those, those milestones, but it didn't really register how much we had to go because I was focusing literally putting one foot in front of the other taking it a little bit at a time. And I think that that is one thing that hugely allowed me to be successful in this whole race. I'd love to know your feelings as you came in over the, oh, the last neutral miles, uh, that five miles from Rams Head to City Dock. Was there any sense of letdown? I've had a lot of Rams where I came in and just, I wasn't happy. I was like, oh my gosh, this is almost over. This thing I've been that's consumed me for a year, and now how am I going to fill it? There's a huge yeah. void coming up. It was it was definitely a mixture of emotion for sure. This has been a project that has been 18 months in the making, from pulling a crew together and finding the right racers to be on the team to putting together our film crew so we could film this documentary about blindness and success this has been a project that has consumed a lot of my time for a long time and so you're right that coming to the end of it one of the feelings was extreme elation that we had survived and we had blocked and uh, tackled all of the, the the obstacles along the way but you're right that you you are in this unique environment with 20 to 30 people uh, 
it compressed into a week of focusing on one goal and you develop these really strong relationships with people you become great friends and to realize that, that oh my goodness in 10 minutes or so we're all going to start splitting up and taking off and you know flying to various places that part was the part that was hardest for me i think and hardest to get adjusted to that i wouldn't be waking up the next morning or in three or four hours as it would be uh, and seeing the same people and getting to high five people and and being in that close quarter so uh, you're right it was a great mixture of emotion some sadness a lot of elation but you're right some sadness as well how has the stress affected you? Have you had any uh, bizarre dreams or anything? Uh, have you woken up in the middle of the night thinking, oh my gosh, I got to get on my bike? <laughs> I have not, but many people on our team, including the crew, <laughs> have had that very experience. I know that uh, uh, one of the crew members woke up in the middle of the night after the race was over and said, oh my goodness, I got to get there on the road. The, 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 the follow van is going to leave without me. You know, and uh, I mean, I did have an experience that when I got home to my house in New Jersey, I did wake up in the middle of the night and it took me maybe 10 minutes to figure out where in the world I was because it was uh, a, a seeming a new place to me. Um, but it, it, it's such a very surreal experience. I, I think that putting yourself into a situation where you're in a new environment and you're tackling something really difficult it it changes something in your psyche and you you begin to think that the discomfort of living in an rv is actually comfortable so that that was a big shift and a big change now we've talked about some trials and tribulations that you overcame right at the beginning is there any point of the race that especially stands out to you as memorable Really, there's a ton of them, but one of the coolest experiences I've ever had was between around time stations 43 and 44. On the day that we got there, there was a, the, the road was flooded, and it may have been about eight inches of fast-moving water across the road. And we, we got to it, and without skipping a heartbeat, Carolyn said, let's pick up the bike and let's run it through. And, you know, we did a cyclocross move in the middle of Ram, ran through the water, got back on the bike. And we had no idea what was coming up. And there was a great camaraderie between another solo rider and us at the time. Uh, he went ahead of us and he was wicked fast uh, at, that, at that stage of the race. And so we just followed behind him and used him as a guinea pig to see if there's anything else coming up and there wasn't a little bit of water on the road we rode right through it and it's such a great experience it really wakens your mind and your 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 senses up because you know you don't know what's coming ahead and that's it was really exciting that that part of the race especially i'm curious how you're going to follow this up i mean you made some very good friends out there are you going to be riding anymore i, I know ram kind of I don't want to say ruined because I love the race, uh, but, you know, I just don't get the fulfillment from a, a 10K that I used to. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. Well, for, for us, and a really big part of this race was focusing on the bigger picture. So folks out there may know that our team is called Team C to C. That's Team SEA, riding from one C to the other C to help the rest of the world see S-E-E, -E, what the full capabilities are for people who are blind and visually impaired. 
And for us, this race is a, a, a beginning. It's not really an end. It's a beginning because our bigger message is that, that people who are blind and visually impaired have incredible capabilities and abilities, not only on the bike, but also in the professional world and otherwise. So the each of the visually impaired riders who is riding on this team is an incredible profession, incredible professional, CEOs, lawyers, media professionals. And our goal is to put together this documentary using RAM as a backdrop for life to show that we can be successful. We are successful because I think that one of the things that doesn't come out so clearly in society is the is challenging the expectations of what people think that people who are blind can do. So we wanted to challenge people's expectations in this race, but we also want to challenge their expectations expectations uh, to to see beyond what they might think a blind person can do professionally. Seventy percent or so of the people who are blind in America cannot find a job, and that's somewhere around fifteen times or more the national average. So for for me, this race is really a, a beginning because now we're going to take the footage that we shot during the race and weave it into a story, into a narrative that's going to challenge corporate America to take notice about what the capabilities are of people who are blind and visually impaired. We want to create a hunger out there to say that there are incredibly skilled people out here in the world who are blind and you need them in your company. You need them to succeed because these people will bring skills and abilities that you need to succeed in your company to the table. So it's going to be a, a, a long road ahead for us to put together the funding necessary for uh, production and distribution of the film, as well as to bring together the right people from corporate America, corporate America and, and the blindness field to put together the most compelling story that we can around that topic. Jack, that was incredibly well stated. Anything you'd like to say in conclusion? Well, we, we hope that we have done a little bit to show people a different side of people who are blind and visually impaired as first thing. We hope that people will look at people who are blind and visually impaired differently uh, in some way. We're hoping certainly out on the race course, but hopefully also in what our, our stories and our lives talk about when we talk about professional success. And the second thing I want to really emphasize is that we talked about this being a team effort. Our crew we, that we that was assembled together is nothing short of the most amazing crew that any ram team could ever have and i, I attribute that in large part because each person is passionate about this mission of showing success for people who are blind and visually impaired they all came together with a passion and a joy and a friendship that that saw us through so much and we're so grateful and thankful for each one of the crew because we would not be at the end of this race if there were if any one of the crew were missing this is a perfect example of what a ram team and a ram crew should look like jack chan thanks so much for joining us really appreciate you taking the time to visit thanks george i was really glad to be here and i hope that we'll continue to hear more from ram and i hope you guys will hear more from us you most definitely will 
From the Race Across America studios in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.